We all add value. We all have different perspectives, unique perspectives, and we can all offer a wonderful and enlightening point of view when we're ready, willing, and able to understand why our point of view is unique. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you are here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I am so thrilled to have you here with me today, and as per usual, I'm very pumped to get into today's topic. If you didn't guess from the title, we are talking about imposter syndrome. And this is definitely going to be a stronger episode for my entrepreneurs that come here and listen for this content, but this is absolutely for everyone. We can feel imposter syndrome in work, school, education, relationships, friendships, etc. I feel like this is a very wide range topic, but I'm definitely going to gear this conversation in more of a career path. And, you know, obviously I'm here. The blog this week is talking about imposter syndrome as it relates to our self-worth, but I'm kind of excited to share with you guys where in my life I have felt imposter syndrome and why I no longer feel it and how I've definitely overcome it. I think imposter syndrome can be Something that can feel really overwhelming because sometimes we're not even sure that that's actually what we're feeling. And, you know, imposter syndrome comes with a lot of emotions just as, you know, most things do. So not only do we feel like we're imposters or feel like we're frauds, but so much of that, like that baseline emotion comes from obviously like I'm talking about in the blog, not feeling like you're worthy, not feeling like the work you're putting in is good enough or even as good as other people or it's not unique enough or just not unique, period. And it just becomes this overwhelming sense of do I add value? Where is my value? How am I showing up differently than X, Y, and Z? And it can become really overwhelming when you don't know how to... I guess, kind of both pull yourself out of that way of thinking and also where you're not attempting to or not willing to clarify where you are actually adding value. Because let me be very clear, we all add value. We all have different perspectives, unique perspectives, and we can all offer a wonderful and enlightening point of view when we're ready, willing, and able to understand why our point of view is unique, right? For example, if I were to insert myself more into the grief conversation, my unique perspective doesn't come from the fact that I've lost someone. Every person on this planet has lost someone or will lose someone. My unique perspective comes from my experience of of death and of grief, how I went about my so-called grieving process, then finding my purpose within my grief. Like that's what makes my grief story unique and who I lost, which we've talked about so many times. But I really want to talk about career and imposter syndrome and how the two correlate, especially Like I said, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, because you're really creating a smaller scope for yourself rather than widening your scope. Because now, not only are you attempting to insert yourself in whatever conversation it is that you're passionate about, 
but you're also attempting to create a career out of this, meaning you have to, literally have to, show up with a unique view. You have to add value that no one else is adding, right? So that's really intimidating in itself. And when you begin your entrepreneurship journey, Knowing that, understanding that, thinking, okay, I want to show up here in whatever conversation you're adding yourself into and I want to make income and a career out of this, you have to be able to not only clarify to yourself why you're unique versus everyone else in your field or in your niche and also why you're adding value, but you have to be able to clarify that to everyone who shows up to your entrepreneurship venture, right? So for me, this meant when I was, and I clarified a lot of this when I was working with Lauren. So if you guys don't know who Lauren is, Lauren Tukuafu was my branding and business coach when I was first beginning LaRue. And she has also appeared on the podcast. You should definitely go back and listen to it. It was a fantastic podcast talking to you guys about how to build a personal brand and just a lot of really amazing tips and tidbits in that podcast with Lauren. She's absolutely fantastic and I adore that woman. But when I was working with her, her and I dove a lot into imposter syndrome. I would say mostly for two reasons. One, I think just because that's a really good base for you to cover, understanding like where it may come up as you build your entrepreneurship career. But also because at the beginning, even if things feel very, very clear as to the kind of who, what, when, where, why, how questions of what you're doing, they will always evolve and become more clear as you evolve right and I've said this time and time again that the LaRue brand has I can't even like begin to express how much it's changed over the last year and a half since launch almost two years now which is just absolutely crazy but something that's really come to light is as I healed on my own as I continued practicing healing my mind and learning about the mind and healing my grief, healing who I was in the past, and just all of this stuff, my business evolved exponentially, right? And as that happens, my niche, my voice, who I'm trying to reach and why I'm trying to reach them has evolved. So where I feel imposter syndrome has also changed, right? And let me be very clear. I felt imposter syndrome at the very beginning, in the middle, throughout, previously like and still now I sometimes feel like I'm still trying to clarify my unique voice and why I add value to my ideal client or my ideal reader or my ideal listener so I think something I want to establish first before I kind of dive into my own story is why I think imposter syndrome sort of manifests itself into our lives and I think there are a few reasons But imposter syndrome can also most certainly be a form of self-sabotage, right? So if you're really beginning to find your unique voice and find why and how you're adding value, this is going to start to turn eyes to you, right? People are going to start seeing you more. So if you're clear on why you add value to a certain niche and that becomes very clear in your content or whatever kind of entrepreneur you are, if that becomes clear, people are going to start seeing you. They're going to be like, oh, this is the this is the person I need to go to for this because they're the only one who 
says it or gives it to me in the way I need it, right? And you're going to start gaining more eyes on you, more traction, more visibility, more income, etc. And of course, this is the fear of success. And I talk about this in the blog as well. As our entrepreneurship grows, it becomes scary. We all have these caps. We all have these ceilings that we're ready, willing, and able to hit. But beyond that, that is what feels scary. So I think that imposter syndrome can also come up as a form of self-sabotage in the way of, okay, I see that I'm starting to hit my income cap or my visibility cap. Let's say you're trying to grow your followers to 10K and you're seeing yourself beginning to hit that. Then you're thinking, okay, well, maybe now that all of these people, maybe now that all of these eyes are on me, I should start to change my message. And your message changes from, where you used to add unique value to what everyone else is saying. So I feel like that's a really strong way that imposter syndrome can come up as well. I think it's also definitely been a way it's come up for me. But a lot of this is stuff you can read on the blog this week, and I think that it came out really good. So I I really want to take this time to share with you guys where I have felt some really intense imposter syndrome in my life and it actually hasn't only been in my entrepreneurship journey which has only been the last year and a half of my life there this is a hard story for me to share just because it's so I would say relevant to what I'm doing now but I want to share with you guys the two times thus far I'm sure it will perhaps come up again in you know the rest of my life the, the two times I've definitely felt major imposter syndrome since beginning LaRue and launching and, you know, developing my career as an entrepreneur. The first time I've told you guys about this before was when I received a letter from someone in my past-ish with some really horrible, nasty things said in this letter. So it was an email that I received in February of twenty. 21 so a year and like a few months ago now a year and some change I received a letter from someone who I kind of went to college with but was more so friends with a very like my best friend in college who now you guys know like I've shared a lot of that story our friendship ended really horribly and um I think she her and this girl who sent me this letter I think we're definitely trying to just point blank, like really try to hurt me. And it was just filled with nasty, vicious, horrible things. And at the time, that letter, I can't even like begin to say how much it triggered me and hurt me. And just like, I went through a series of emotions with this, as like I said, like you do with most things, right? I think it was kind of a grieving process, honestly. Because obviously when I received the letter, I read it and I was immediately filled with like this overwhelming rage. I was so, so angry that this person who had left my life and this girl I like barely knew had sent me a letter to basically just with the strongest intention to hurt me and make me feel about, you know, the size of a grain of salt. So I was filled with this rage, very angry, of course, my instincts wanted to wanted me to like retaliate. And I can very proudly say I never did. But the point of me bringing this up is that for weeks after, as I was healing the resonance in literal like words in this letter, this is when I started working with Haley and I really started getting into EFT. I felt 
so much imposter syndrome. A lot of things happened with that letter. First was the rage, the anger, the sadness, the annoyance, the like, how could someone do this to me? Like someone I honestly don't even know. Then after I kind of moved through the grieving process and just like accepting this letter as being a part of my journey, I actually found a lot of gratitude in it and gratitude in the person sending me this letter and my former best friend because this is kind of the catalyst that pushed me into all at once over a month and a half. I decided, okay, if I'm going to do this, it's time to go pedal to the metal. Like it's time to charge my career forward. I was getting stagnant again, feeling stuck. I was too comfortable. It was time to create some really big change. So after that letter, I want to say about, I don't know, maybe like three or four weeks after I received it and I started doing the healing work and just kind of processing around all of it, I decided I was going to launch my course, my coaching program, and this podcast all within like a month and a half of each other. So I can't even begin to tell you like how much my workload shifted and where I was shifting my attention and how much I knew that this meant the brand was expanding. Like this was me admitting now, this is what I want to do. It's time for me to make an income off of it. Like I need to, I need to start working, right? Because at the time, even though it was most certainly my full-time job, it was so much still like a passion project. There wasn't really any major ways I was making or attempting to make an income off of it. I had a couple, you know, fun products and I had the blog and I was really trying to like work on my social media, but there was no like substantial way I was going to make an income, right? So that was going to be the coaching program and the course. And then the podcast was going to be a way for me to increase my visibility, reach more people, share more of my voice, my authentic, you know, unique perspective on life. So I received this letter and I made these decisions and in the midst of all this healing, I started to feel really, really scared. I was most certainly hitting an upper limit problem, which is a term coined by Gay Hendricks in The Big Leap. Strongly, strongly encourage you guys to go read that book. It's absolutely mind-blowing, completely fantastic. But making these decisions to launch three major new sort of branches of the LaRue brand was a huge leap of faith on myself, right? It meant that I not only now did not believe what was in that letter, but I was going to not let it become who I was. And that meant taking on a huge role for myself. I decided I was going to be a coach and my imposter syndrome mostly came with becoming a coach because when I was creating my coaching suite and outlining all of it, Getting to the pricing aspect of it was super, super overwhelming. Trying to determine my value, my worth, and a monetary disposition was really, really intimidating. I now know, you know, this was something I was definitely learning then. I actually want to say this too. I knew I was recording this podcast today, and last night I decided to listen to my very first podcast I published telling you guys sort of like that big catalyst year in my life that shifted everything and brought me to where I am now. And I honestly started crying because I don't think I've realized just how much progress I've made. It's been just over a year now since I launched this podcast and just that voice I had yesterday listening to that, it still felt very small and not as confident as I appear now in this podcast and the confidence I have in, in the way I show up to my coaching sessions and all of my content. And now with the creative studio, like I, I can honestly tell you guys, I am 
at the very best moment I've ever had in my life and I'm absolutely thriving and I'm just so so unbelievably fucking proud of myself and to see the ways you know where I was when I was developing the coaching and the podcast and then it launched it all and where I am now just in a year and a half like you guys the progress has just been so so exponential which is why I wanted to say that because I want you to believe you can absolutely get there too whether it's the same timeline whether your ambitions are pretty similar to mine or whether it's completely different whatever it is you're working towards Whatever healing journey you are on, you can do it. You can absolutely freaking do this. I have never felt more empowered, aligned, and confident in the version of myself that I am now. Like, I, I just, anyways, let me move on. When I was developing the coaching program, trying to create a monetary value on myself, like I said, was very, very intimidating. And it made me feel really lost in my journey because. When I looked at myself, when I looked at my healing journey, where I was at, the value I was adding to myself, even with conversations with friends or with my parents, you know, when they would ask me like for advice, I knew the ways I was showing up was really unique. I knew the voice, perspective, opinions I was offering was wisdom beyond my years, was in depth, in tune with what people needed to hear. But to solidify that with a monetary value and then advertise that as I am going to be your coach, I will be your guru through this journey and help guide you through whatever healing journey, structure you want to create, mindset you want to change, career you want to develop, etc. To put a value on that was, like I'm saying, just wildly, wildly intimidating. So, you know, as one does, I started researching other coaches. Obviously, like I said, I was working with Haley. I knew a lot of other coaches in the genre and I was looking at their coaching suites and packages and pricing and just kind of see what my value was in comparison to theirs. And with life coaching, it's just like it's such a unique niche because you're not going to invest your money, your hard-earned money in someone if you're not ready, willing, and able to see that return. But to invest in a life coach is not only to invest a monetary like value that you've made. You, you, you've worked hard for your income. Most importantly, you're investing your mindset and your trust in me. And I knew what that meant. And that honestly just like scared the shit out of me. I had no idea how to handle that. I knew I wanted to become a coach. I knew that this was exactly what I was meant for. I knew that every moment of my life, every trauma, every heartache, every bit of monumental soul crushing pain I had been through was to get me to this moment, to get me to help other people. I knew that's exactly what I was meant for. But in that process, I really had to shine that light within. I really had to turn within and understand Really, this is actually what I'm working with on a coaching client of mine right now that's on the business side of things. She's signed up for a business coaching suite and she's trying to revamp her business. And I'm working with her on something really similar as in, you know, re trying to re-clarify your purpose, your vision, your wisdom, your goals, who your ideal client is, why you're trying to reach them and what value you add to them. Because when you clarify that, when you turn within, turn that light within and shine it completely on yourself, 
it's much easier to understand what value you're adding to people and giving them and then why they're paying for it and how much they're paying for it. Because without clarifying so much of that process, basically you're kind of just throwing a number out there and saying, hey, if you give me X amount of dollars, I'll be your coach without understanding First of all, what approach you're taking as a coach. And second of all, what value you're adding to your their life. And, you know, people will show up to these discovery calls and say, okay, I understand this is your coaching suite package. Like, you know, the mastermind is $2,000. I understand that this is what you're charging, but can you explain to me why you're charging that? Like people show up and ask that and you have to be ready and prepared to answer those questions, right? And I wanted to be, I didn't want to stumble. And sometimes I will completely offer up that on my own in a discovery call. So I'll say like, you know, beyond the eight hours of coaching that you get, this is all of the extra added time I I like value for you so that I can show up as the absolute best coach possible. Because this is my thing. I want to feel one more than 100% confident that when someone buys a coaching package, I know they're getting their money's worth. If I ever had a client leave me thinking she spent two grand and she only got, I don't know, X amount of dollars out of me, I couldn't even imagine the guilt I would feel. Like, absolutely not. Nope, so that's why I do the alignment sessions. Those are free, or I wouldn't say free, included 30-minute sessions that you know you can use in a crisis or if you just like really need to go over something or whatever I send really detailed messages after our coaching so you know what you're walking away with you get all of my notes after your coaching package like the amount I give is honestly at this point I think over what you're investing and that's what makes me know how and why I'm showing up as an amazing coach and why I am a unique coach it's not just the value and wisdom I have to add in the session the way I can show up as an EFT practitioner, the way I can show up as an objective eye, but it's also everything else I do outside of that that lets me know I'm a great coach, right? And to clarify those things, it took me a really long time. So in between, while I'm developing and then launching all of these products and this coaching suite and the podcast, I have to get through this overwhelming imposter syndrome of, again, reimagining my brand and understanding why my voice is so unique. So that was really just kind of the biggest moment of imposter syndrome I felt. And then as my coaching suite is developing, as my brand is developing, as my social media platforms are developing, I'm starting to see where... I feel more like an imposter and something that I used to do, I don't know why, honestly, I really don't know why, but for a little while, I want to say kind of between my birthday and Christmas of last year. So, you know, in August of 2021 through kind of December, that was the period of time where I knew I was moving here, but I still hadn't found a place. I obviously hadn't moved. Like I was in such an awkward in-between period. And it was another moment where I was really struggling to show up to my brand authentically in every way possible. And I was getting really overwhelmed with the pressure of social media and trying to grow my audience that I wasn't showing up as authentically as I could. 
So when I would get ready to post like a piece on Instagram, I would have no idea what to say. So I would go to other people's captions and just kind of pull a bunch of inspiration and just kind of create a message. Like I had no idea what I wanted to say going into it. Obviously, I wasn't copying and pasting, you know, please hear me when I say that. But I was just like so lost on how to find a voice again on social media that I was pulling inspiration from other people's voices. And that did not make me feel good. Definitely made me feel like an imposter. And on a similar note, this is very coincidental, I think. But it it was a kind of like reverse imposter syndrome when this happened. So... I actually spoke to a couple people about this and they said they didn't notice, but a lot of people who follow my podcast, at least in the beginning, were also listeners of someone else's podcast. I, as, as you guys know, like kind of I've shared, I create my content calendar weeks out in advance. So for like July, I, or for August, I'll plan my content in July, like at the beginning of July. So I'm basically two months ahead unless an idea sparks me and I just like absolutely have to do it immediately. My content calendar is planned out at least a month in advance. I just record or write the content, you know, a couple weeks out. So usually, like I've told you guys, my podcast is about two weeks ahead. For several weeks over like a period of three months, I want to say around at least three or four times, I had a podcast come out that was the exact same topic of someone else's podcast several times. And I was just like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm copying this person. This is so awkward. Like, should I take it down? Should I do a different podcast? And I got so in my head about it. And I was just like, oh my God, maybe I should just like stop doing the podcast for a little bit. It, It like got very dramatic to the point of I felt like a complete imposter Even though the subjects were the same, obviously our messages like were completely different, what we're talking about. And it was really, really freaking me out. So I ended up going to this person and and talking to them. And I'm like, look, I have no idea if you even listen to my podcast. But very coincidentally, we've had the same like podcast topics come out a couple times in like different weeks. And I just want to apologize to you because I feel so bad, of course, because their podcast comes out a couple days before mine in the week. I was just so in my head about it. And I went up to this person and talked to them about it. And they literally were just like, dude, you got to chill. This is not the case. Like, I had no idea. And this person ended up going back and listening to my podcasts and theirs and they were like oh my god we should do a podcast together because we talked about the same topics but had such different perspectives on it and it made me feel so good but also angry at myself and the fact that I couldn't I couldn't let myself see it I knew that that was the case that we were showing up differently with different messages for the same topic but I just immediately went to nope you're just copying this person you're such an imposter you're such a fraud and I just like wouldn't let myself see that I was showing up differently and I was so grateful in the moment to like learn that lesson again of imposter syndrome and just remind myself okay yes you're showing up with the same topic you know how many other gajillion people are showing up this week talking about this on a blog podcast whatever social platform they have but you're adding your unique perspective and that has really enlightened me as well over the last several guest podcasts I've had. The podcast I had with Jen, the podcast I had with Jessica, 
even my mom, like letting these people come on and the way we both show up to the same topic with such different point of views has been such a wonderful reminder of not only why I have my unique perspective, you know, the experience I've had in my life, but why it's valuable. Why all of you literally listening to this podcast at this very moment show up and trust me to offer my perspective on whatever topic it is unapologetically. When I offer what I have to say on anything and I do it honestly without limits, that is doing me and you such a service to know, okay, let me grab this information from this person, grab this information from this book, let me read her blog, listen to this podcast, blah, 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 pull all this information together and let you form your own opinion. That is the biggest service I can do for every single one of you showing up. I'm not telling you to walk away from my podcast completely agreeing with me and just taking my knowledge at face value and thinking, okay, I'm just grabbing onto this. I completely agree with Lauren. No, I want you to show up and disagree with me on points. I want you to show up and grab what resonates for you and let that inform your own personal belief. And that is what makes us all so fucking unique. Oh, loving this. We are living our best lives, kids. So that is where imposter syndrome has showed up in my life. That is the lessons that I've learned from it. Honestly, if you can pull yourself kind of through the situation like I have, learn from it and appreciate. I do. I I appreciate where these moments have shown up in my life, taught me the lessons that they have so I could show up as I am here right at this very moment today. I think imposter syndrome can be a very valuable lesson to learn as long as you don't get stuck in it. As long as you don't let it define your value, your worth, move through it, understand why it's happening, when it's happening, and what lessons you need to learn from it. Take your time getting through it and then show up as a, as a newer, more polished version of yourself and one that understands exactly, exactly what it is the value you have to offer and add to other people's lives. I really hope you guys go read the blog as well that comes out on Friday. It's really fantastic. As per usual, you know, just adding like the kind of divisive input rather than my experiential input. And that's what I've got for you guys today. I really loved this podcast. I'm excited to go edit it and to hear what you guys have to think when it comes out next Wednesday. I love you all so dearly and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.